what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. Another Thursday, another episode of Simply Sessions with our good buddy, Nico. Uh, I feel like I haven't seen him in so long. Uh, we've even had to do these things on the fly because one or the other of us will be traveling. It's been a, it's been a busy year. So uh, yeah, excited to get in here. Uh, I see everybody in the chat. I was popping in a few messages in there early. So uh, thanks to everybody that's in here. Uh, keep those messages coming. We'll be pulling up the live chat on the screen once we get into everything. Uh, of course, as I mentioned, this is live. Anything can happen. So I defer to my friend Bill here. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll, no. we'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I can. I'll write it, and we'll do it live. And thing sucks. Somebody tagged me some in something on Twitter earlier where Tucker Carlson was with Bill O'Reilly and they, they just tagged me and there. I was like, all right, well, fuck it. We'll do it live. Anyways, guys, uh, like subscribe, share all those things. Super helpful. Uh, and I am Ben with the BTC sessions. This is your simply session. Bitcoin. Before we bring in Nico, let's take a look at where we are in the market today. I'm also going to get our uh, our live chat up here as we go. All right, those should start piling in as we go. Anyways, guys, uh, this is TimeChainCalendar.com. We're sitting at $27,014 per coin. A single US dollar will pick you up $3,702 sats a little little bit of a bump today a little bit of a bump don't get don't get too excited don't jinx it don't jinx it uh anyways in terms of fees next block 24 sats per byte anytime eight sats per byte uh we've also seen a drop in fees recently those damn wizards just couldn't keep it up i suppose so uh just be aware um it's purging the mempool is purging anything sub say four sats per byte and in terms of bitcoin mine 19.5 million of them which is 92.85 percent of the total supply shout out to sponsors of the show hodlhodl.com if you are buying bitcoin and you've got some priorities in mind like peer-to-peer -peer trading instant self-custody and no kyc this is the place to be sign in with nothing more than an email address choose your currency payment method and amount and you'll be off to the races viewing offers immediately and able to stack some non-kyc sats they also have a peer-to-peer -peer lending platform in which nothing is ever rehypothecated. Check them out. Links are down below. Uh, of course, once you stack some sats, you're going to want to secure it with the best damn hardware on the market. CoinKite is absolutely awesome. The cold card Mark IV is my go-to hardware of choice. I also have all their other goodies, tap signers, sats cards, block clocks, open dimes, and coming soon, the cold card Q1, which we'll chat about a little bit later when I'm doing the tech updates. Anyways, I already reserved mine. If you want to reserve yours, head over to coinkite.com. Use code BTC Sessions for 5% off everything in the store. Um, of course, backups are important. Cedor has you covered with one of the most robust and premium steel backup options on the market. I've done a full tutorial on them, but the TLDR is that it is a disc and capsule design. You can swap out the discs anytime you want to swap out your seed phrase. So you don't need to dispose of the thing. Uh, the whole thing comes in this crazy kit with mallet and everything and stamps. Um, and uh, yeah, the, the starter set comes with everything you need for a single seed, or you can get the starter set plus, which gives you two full seeds. You can now also grab them in Canada, the US and Europe, depending on 
where you want them from. Links are down below. Anyways, they're badass. Check them out. Um, last couple, Nunchuck, of course, your assisted multi-sig of choice. Easy to download on your mobile phone. Uh, you can set up the entire thing with a variety of different hardware like TapSign or ColdCard and a ton of others. Uh, they walk you through. They'll hold one key. You hold the rest of the keys and they become your signer of last resort. It has baked in inheritance planning and the whole thing is non-KYC. I have a tutorial on them. Check them out, nunchuck.io. They are awesome. And finally, Start9, your sovereign computing solution. You can run these plug and play devices to host your entire Bitcoin node and software stack as well as your own personal data. Uh, so what can you host? Bitcoin Core, Lightning, Um mempool.space, join market. You can also host files, password, photos, Nostra relays, all kinds of great stuff. I've done a tutorial on these guys, lots of stuff coming out from them and some pretty big updates on the horizon. So if you want to check them out, head over to start9.com. They've got everything from entry level all the way up to what I'm running, which is the start nine server pure. Uh, anyways, with that guys, I'm going to stop my rambling here. I got to get Nico and it's been, been far too long. And, uh, what you, Oh, you got a buddy. Did, did, did you get, is that an imposter or is mine an imposter? Who's on my shelf? Is that you yellow? I, I don't know what's going on. Happy to be back, Ben. Uh, dude, uh, how long has it been? How long has it been? It's been a long time. Like my tips are starting to fade, bro. I know. I know. I think, are we going to fix that? We, we have to, we have to. Yeah. I, so at first I have to be honest with you. I was like, okay, try this as an experiment, but I keep getting compliments, bro. People are like, this is dope. And now that I've got in my blue blocker glasses, you know, I feel like it's it's a good combination. I yeah, I mean, I'm I'm digging it, man. Uh, Lisa's coming down, the wifey's coming down, and she's like, "Am I, am I packing my, my my hair stuff?" I'm like, "It's probably not a bad idea." So, yep. you know, if if you want to retouch the tips, it's a possibility. We we could. It has do to it. happen. It has to happen. Yeah. And then and, and and I saw Nathan. Nathan is is uh he's 75% there. So we might get a third tip. Can we convert him? What happens when everybody in Bitcoin just starts getting <laughs> I tips? I love the comments getting tipsy. <laughs> <laughs> we need to host a party called Getting Tipsy. Oh, Every a participant we has to, to come with a blonde tip. <laughs> oh that's great awesome man well dude um what's going on what's uh what's top of mind what's been happening in dude, in the news here it's never a slow week in bitcoin um and uh we'll start off with uh with the chad sailor and uh making more chad sailor moves um but i, I gotta say this ben like he's got to leave some bitcoin for the rest of us bro because he's just stacking all the corn. He's he's gobbling it up. I uh, I'm I'm jelly. I, I, I you know one thing I'll say about Sailor and and the detractors that are like he's getting too much Bitcoin. This is worrisome. Uh, what I would say is, um, you know he first of all, if you don't like that he's buying too much Bitcoin, then go buy some Bitcoin and don't give it to him. Um, <laughs> and secondly, he's kind of also earned this unique spot where he bought a business that's cash flow positive yep. and, uh, and he's then able to capitalize on that and purchase the hardest asset known to man and stack it. So I don't know, can't complain. Yeah. Can't complain. Uh, it, it just don't, don't we all wish that we had this multi-billion dollar company to leverage to just buy more Bitcoin? It'd be great. Right. Wouldn't it be, um, yeah. 
Uh, yeah. But uh, but in, uh, I see a comment. I see a comment. It says Sailor's got some serious. Pre- but does he though? Does he? Does he? <laughs> I, I feel yeah. like uh, I don't know, man. Would you be? Would you want to be in anything that's not Bitcoin right now? Yeah, serious brass is sitting in like T bills. <laughs> yeah, that 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 takes some that takes some some cojones for sure. Anyways, <laughs> so here's the chat announcing this. Uh, MicroStrategy has acquired an additional five thousand four hundred and forty five Bitcoin. Talk, like it's like nothing. It's just five thousand. Nothing. That's nothing. That's nothing for one hundred forty seven ah, million dollars. Nothing then yeah. at an average of twenty seven thousand per coin. Um, MicroStrategy holds one hundred fifty eight thousand two hundred and forty five Bitcoin acquired for $4.68 billion at an average price of 29582 per Bitcoin. So if you kind of do a little bit of math, <laughs> uh, Taylor almost owns, like if you take into account the lost coins, right? A lot of people, some people say it's 4 million. Some people say it's three. Some people say it's two, whatever. It's, Michael Saylor almost owns 1% of the whole Bitcoin supply, which is absolutely bonkers because as soon as other companies start to figure out uh that you know bitcoin is the best money that has ever existed and it's just a superior asset it's a it's a superior strategy um uh he 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 puts this perfect i I would call this a meme uh bitcoin illustrates the true cost of capital and at the bottom it says performance since august 10 2020 when MicroStrategy adopted its Bitcoin strategy. So it's a big F you. Yeah. Um, Chad Saylor is just putting his Chad Saylor on the table uh, straight up. And uh, it's a comparison. So if you know if, if you were holding silver since then, you'd be down 20%. If you've been holding bonds, you'd be, if you were holding bonds, like you said, you'd be down 19%. If you're holding gold, uh, shout out Peter Schiff, you'd be down 7%. If you're holding the NASDAQ, uh, 21%. If you're holding SNP, like an index fund, you'd be you'd be up 30%. If you're holding Bitcoin, you'd be up 118%, right? So obviously he made the right choice. Mm-hmm. And I think as time progresses, and I love this website because it really does show um, everything priced in Bitcoin, things get cheaper, even though inflation is doing its thing. Even though inflation has made the cost of living, you know, you can make the case it's doubled the cost of living or it's at least made it 50% more expensive. If you've been living on a on a Bitcoin standard and you've been living on a long-term basis, things have actually gotten cheaper. Uh, here are the primary. So it's the U.S. dollar, oil, gold, S&P 500, and most importantly, housing. Because we all know since they started money printing because of the pandemic – the cost of housing, at least um, in in Miami, is doubled. Right? It's it's absurd. Right? Um, but if you've been saving in Bitcoin, housing has actually gotten sixty two percent cheaper. The S and P five hundred has gotten sixty three percent cheaper. Gold sixty one percent cheaper. Oil seventy three percent cheaper. The dollar seventy five percent cheaper. Mind you, we're basically at the bottom of a bear market, and things have still gotten cheaper if you've been saving in Bitcoin. And I think that's what Michael Saylor was indicating. And I think that this strategy is going to become undeniable. It's going to be irresistible to other public companies uh, the next having. Okay. And, and then you see that. That's why you see the moves from BlackRock. That's why you see the moves from the other asset managers. They see the writing on the wall. It, it, this, is, it, this is becoming incredibly obvious that Bitcoin is the right move. Yeah. Uh, it, just one little side note. You know, the only piece of real estate that 
hasn't gotten more expensive in uh, in in Florida. Where? Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was the it was like 18 million dollars <laughs> i'll just leave that one on the table there <laughs> no need for that rabbit oh hole. man <laughs> that's hilarious yeah yeah it's uh it's it's just crazy but i mean it, but it, it's not only florida like everywhere like it's just things have just gotten so expensive because of all this money printing and it's just really theft man like yeah. you know so I, like i'm renting like i like i'm i'm in that age i'm in that point in my life where i'm like looking at housing and i'm like I, like this is like insane you know yeah. well, um, even, even us and like in i'm in canada we we bought our home in 2020 and then, you know, so our rates were not shit. But in Canada, when you sign, uh, when you lock in a rate, um, it's not you lock it in for the entirety of the mortgage. You must renegotiate after five years. <gasps> so by law, by law. Well, it's just, yeah, it's just baked into the the financial system. It's just, yeah, every a, a, a fixed rate mortgage is fixed rate for five years until you renegotiate. So like there's a ton, like my mortgage will come up uh, in 2025. I mean, who knows? Like I feel like some shit will break before then and they'll at least stop hiking. But I'll probably be like, even if it starts to come back down, it's still going to be like, well, that that fucking sucks. Like, that's just, it's just the way it is. I, I mean, I'm not going to be out on the street, but like, you know, it, it just goes to show that any property that's not Bitcoin has, has risk to it. And so like, sure, I'm, I'm paying for a home that I'm living in, but like, you know, there's no guarantee on what the future cost and payments and, and value of said home will be. It's all on the whims of the central bank. Yeah, it, it's 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 completely out of out of out of uh, it, it's completely out of out of your control. And then that was until Bitcoin. And I think yeah. that like that is why, you know, that's why the central bankers hate it and they can't control it. And I, I want to just say a comment, too, because you said in Canada, um, Ben lives in the nicest freaking part. I've, the stop signs have stone like a stone base. OK, it's really, really freaking nice. Um, the streets are paved with Peter Schiff's gold. Like it is. It is a really, it really nice diamonds. It is a really like nice ass uh, plate. They, they don't well, you, have that in Miami. Well, okay? you got to come to you got to come to the mountains and we saw Banff and, and it is pretty beautiful there. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. No, but even bro, that just uh, Alberta. Alberta is dope. It's it's very very cool. I really really enjoyed that. I didn't even know that part of the world existed. And the ratio for the amount of bitcoiners per person is absurdly high. I don't know what it is about that region of the world. I mean, it it helps when you've got a a crazy dictator that shuts up your bank accounts. I suppose that'll do it. I think that will do it. That will do it for sure. Okay. All right. Moving on to the next piece of news. This is this is going to be a couple videos or not this one yet, but it, I would consider this cosmic justice. And I, 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 I came up with the term, Ben. OK, and I've heard this term used in political rhetoric, but I don't like political rhetoric because left, right, it's all BS. You know, whatever party gets elected, it's the same thing. They print money. They debase everyone else's. Right. But I've co-opted some of that rhetoric. And what I did was I inserted some Bitcoin stuff. So I call it the iron law of central banker politician projection, okay? The iron law of central banker politician projection. Everything 
they blame onto Bitcoin and onto Bitcoiners, 99.99% of the time, in my experience, they are guilty of themselves. But you couldn't have written this better than what happened. So this is Mr. Mendez. He is a senator from New Jersey, and he had some things to say about El Salvador and President Bukele. Let's check it out. We have an increasing challenging situation in El Salvador, one that threatens both the future democracy in the country and bilateral relations with the United States. Over the last two years, President Bukele has presided over a, num a number of alarming setbacks for democracy, undermining judicial independence, intimidating opposition lawmakers by using security forces to occupy the legislature, negotiating political pacts with gangs, regularly attacking journalists and media outlets. And in addition to these actions, Bukele has also repeatedly used his network of Twitter trolls to attack, uh, to attack and threaten not only government critics within El Salvador, but also United States officials. We have an increasing challenging... So corruption using Twitter, you know, uh, like all these, all these horrible things, right? So mind you, this is the same U.S. government that got caught like dead to rights with the Twitter files asking Twitter to censor certain Americans because of their political speech. It's the same government, right? Um, but again, you couldn't have written this better. Um, fast forward a couple of months and some news broke about Senator Bob uh, Menendez. Uh, let's, let's hear what it has to say. New Jersey Democratic Senator Bob Menendez, who is the chair of the House Foreign Relations Senate, Senate Foreign, Foreign Relations, Relations Committee. Committee, he's being charged with corruption-related charges for the second time what? in 10 years. He was charged and indicted before, and there was a hung jury, and now he's being charged again for something completely different. Let's get right to Kara Scannell for the details on this. Kara, what are you learning? Yeah, John, so the U.S. Attorney's Office here in Lower Manhattan has announced that they have brought bribery charges against Senator Menendez and his wife. And according to the prosecutor's office, that they allege that Menendez's wife had received hundreds of thousands of dollars in bribes that they had done then used to help three New Jersey businessmen and the government of Egypt. This investigation has been going on for several years, and sources have told CNN that they have sent out rings of subpoenas to people seeking information about some of these businessmen and these relationships. Now, one of the businessmen is someone who has known Menendez's wife for a long time. Uh, he is someone that had obtained the exclusive right to export and certify halal meat to Egypt. That has been a focus of this investigation. And another one of the businessmen is a New Jersey developer. And prosecutors were asking questions about him, his communications with the senator and his wife. So as you said, though, this is the second time in 10 years that Senator Menendez has been charged with bribery and corruption. Wait a second. Hold on a second. <laughs> Isn't that exactly what he accused of President Bukele of? The iron law of, of the iron law of politicians, central banker projection absolutely never fails. Um, and here, let's take a look at some of the pictures. Um, here's Naim Bukele, like rubbing in his face. <laughs> this guy actually called for an investigation against us. He ended up being charged. Uh, like literally, this is he said that he, he mentioned drug dealing and whatever. This is literally like a drug dealer, a Mercedes, gold bars, and cash. 
Uh, and by the way, he has his own merch, Senator Menendez hats. Uh, like, <laughs> why, why would he leave the Senator Menendez hats with the, 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 the piles of uh, 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 indicted bills? To, like, just like, I'll just leave this hat here beside all of my 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 criminal associated cash. Dude, it is it is like it is so like you couldn't have written this better. Like the the joke writes itself, right? And he mentioned something about you know um, the uh, President Bukele is a danger to democracy, right? It's, it's just like I hear that all the time, right? So let's take a look at it, right? Let's take a look at the opinion polls of President Bukele, all in the eighties or the 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 high eighties, mid eighties, high eighties to low nineties, right? High approval rating. I understand a lot of people's thinking about, you know, him locking up a large portion of the population. But if we're going to use democracy as a thing, right, because they they love to use that word democratically, a, a vast majority of the population supports what he's doing. Isn't that the whole definition of democracy? Now, if you compare that to the U.S., which is grandstanding, um, uh, the you know the the last presidential approval poll is that 52% of the country disapproves with the US president and i'm sure in canada it's not too high either right so again the iron law of politicians central banker projection never fails all right i've started to notice a pattern i put a label on it <laughs> oh my god i I mean, really, the only thing to say is something, something glass houses. Like, it's just, <laughs> he's like, who, who, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of at a loss with this. I'm, I mean, <laughs> it's, I suppose this is just par for the course for politicians. Um, I'm never, I mean, never trust a politician as far as you can throw them. And, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, I mean the hat though. The hat. <laughs> the hat. <laughs> right. I, wish, I wish he had individually stamped each bill with like a, a, <laughs> a bill with his 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 uh, his little logo on it. That would have been even better. Even, yeah, right. That yeah. that would have been the 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 cherry on top. All right. So the uh, the big news for this week really was Chase. So yeah. apparently this was a uh, a letter or an email that was sent and it was reported by various news outlets. So to my understanding, this has been confirmed, um, but this is an apparent email that was sent out uh, specifically to not chase in the United States, but chase in the United Kingdom. So yeah. it's an email that says our policy around crypto is changing. Here's what it means for you. Hi, to help keep your money safe from fraud and scams. We're changing the types of payments you can make from Chase, right? So I, I just, it's always under the guise of keeping your money safe, right? That is the same excuse that Elizabeth Warren uses to justify trying to pass that bill that would essentially kill Bitcoin and Bitcoin mining in the United States. It's not my words that's, that Pierre Richard said that, right? That that bill that Elizabeth Warren would pass would essentially kill Bitcoin in the U.S., um, and that's that same word, safety. It's always for your safety. Um, so that's what Chase is saying. Um, and then it goes on to say, from 16 October 2023, if we think uh, if we think you're making a payment related to crypto assets, we'll decline it. If you'd still like to invest in crypto assets, you can try using a different bank or provider instead. But please be cautious. 
as you may not be able to get the money back if the payment ends being related to fraud or a scam. Please head to our website for more info about how to protect your money. We've made this decision because fraudsters are increasingly using crypto assets to steal large sums of money from people. Declining these payments is one of the ways we're helping keep you and your money safe. All the best, the Chase team. Yeah, like I can keep my own money safe now. I don't need to trust you. And again, like this whole idea where it's like, um, we know what's best. Uh, we're doing this for your protection. Uh, perhaps they're doing this because they don't like the competition. Maybe that's, you know, the the real reasoning, right? Yeah. And again, you know, they talk, they talk from a place of like moral grandstanding. And, you know, JP Morgan Chase doesn't necessarily have, you know, the best uh you know track record uh and i know i'm nitpicking here but still like again like if, if they're taking this moral grandstance of like hey guys you could trust us we're angels we've never done anything bad uh check out this article from cbs news ship seized in 1.3 billion dollar cocaine bust is owned by jp morgan chase and check check out this uh department of justice press release JP Morgan Chase and Co. agrees to pay $920 million in connection with schemes to defraud precious metals and U.S. Treasury markets. Right. So what about that? And then not to mention, they said, keep your money safe. What about keeping your money safe from inflation? Right. What about keeping your money safe from censorship? What about that? Why is that never mentioned? Right. It's always, you know, it's always like keeping your money safe as long as it's in our control and in our custody. Yeah. Yeah. It's. And again, uh, so there's there's a kind of two aspects to this. Number one, um, the caveat, I think this was this was specifically UK. But I mean, in my opinion, that doesn't really matter. Like that's it's if Chase in the UK was making this decision, like how how soon could it then affect others? So like if you're if you're using Chase at all and you like Bitcoin, then you should be aware and also, does this then eventually extrapolate out to any association with Bitcoin, right? Because like, it's not a far leap between, oh, you've bought Bitcoin to, oh, you're associated with Bitcoin and perhaps, uh, and perhaps you're associated with fraud. And so, you know, Chase doesn't give a fuck, right? Like they're just like, especially if you're just a little guy with a regular bank account, they'll shut it down on a whim. They, they don't care. They don't care. The only people that get the preferential treatment are the big boys that have the big accounts, right? The ones that can commit the fraud and money laundering freely right under the noses of the banks and, and uh, get a pat on the back for doing it because they're bringing in business. Um, the other aspect of this, like to play devil's advocate, and this is a tweet I saw from Francis Pouliot was um, he said, unpopular opinion, um, uh, Chase's decision to, uh, uh, not allow these types of transactions um, may be justified in that um, sometimes they can basically be on the hook for some of the the fraud that happens. Like I, I worked for a Bitcoin ATM company and there were regularly like the, the ATMs got used all the time for scams people, you know, calling, calling people and being like, you owe taxes or something, go to this, you know, and it'd be some, somebody who just moved to Canada or something. Oh, you got to pay your taxes or you're going to jail. And they'd get them to put in cash to a Bitcoin ATM and send off Bitcoin to wherever in the world. Um, so I can see that obviously being a problem, but at the same time, like it, it's, it's not your money. 
right? Like it's, well, I guess, I guess it is. It's, it's Chase's money at the point that you deposit it. But like, you know, from a moral standard, from a moral standpoint, like this is other people's money and they're basically saying what you can and cannot do with it. And so, um, yeah, if, if, if you don't like that, then yeah, probably don't use chase, probably go somewhere else. And if you really, really don't like it, I've got a secret. You could go on a Bitcoin standard. You could completely separate yourself from the banking system and only need it when you use it when you absolutely need it to to keep like the minimum balance for what you need to do. I've heard that's a great way to live and it takes a huge weight off your shoulders. I mean, I've heard from a guy who knows a guy. <laughs> it's a phenomenal way to live. And I've heard from a guy that knows a guy too. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I hope they keep doing this. I hope they keep doing it. Like this is like, if you want to see the best advertising for for Bitcoin, like you're looking at it. Like yeah. you're literally looking at it. Here's a bank, right? That is telling you what you can and what you can't do with your money. Yeah. Right. Under the guise of safety, as if as if you're a moron and you can't think for yourself. Right. And you can't make decisions. And I think that a lot of the problems that are, are you know, going on in society today, you could you can make the argument is because people have outsourced a lot of their responsibilities. So whether that's the seeking of information, health, money. And I think that personal responsibility, I think, could could uh, could, uh, you know, I think it's necessary when you when you migrate to a bitcoin standard you need a bit of personal responsibility to take yeah. self self custody yeah 100% and I, I you know i i see it time and again and and bitcoin is is a very harsh but effective teacher every lesson is not sugar coated and can cause real pain but pain is actually what makes people learn Right. If you get if you get burned, if you make a mistake, if you get scammed, um, you know, if you've got, you know, two brain cells to rub together, you will not repeat that mistake. Right. You you learn from that pain. And I, I caveated that with if you have two brain cells to rub together, because there were people that went from like Celsius to blocked by to FTX to like literally every single one of the, I think I saw the post of the guy being like, I put my money all in Celsius and then I lost it all. And then I started to rebuild and I went to BlockFi and then I lost it all. And then I went to FTX and st like, just basically hopped from scam to scam. So like, yeah, I mean, I guess common sense isn't common, but like, again, Bitcoin will teach you and it is necessary to have personal responsibility. If, if it's not personal responsibility, the responsibility has been shifted to somebody else's shoulders and um, they're not exactly incentivized to be responsible. Yep, exactly. They're not, it's, 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 it's a, it's a system of misaligned incentives versus system of aligned incentives. Right. Yeah. And uh, if you guys have insecurities about how to take self custody, check out the best tutorials in the game. <laughs> <sessions>. Um <laughs> So, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's no excuse. And then also like, you know, if you want to take levels to it, um, I, 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 I run a start nine, uh, what is it? The prism, right? The, the highest version too. Um, oh, the, the, the pure, the pure. And it is so, it is so oh. sweet. And then you can just connect your Bitcoin, your, your, uh, your, your, your software wallet through Tor anywhere around the world it is the nicest freaking feeling ever. Yeah. It's um, beautiful. 
I don't know. They've, they've got some big updates coming. Man. Oh, yeah? Oh, they've yeah? Got, okay. They've got some good stuff coming down the pike. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, um, so yeah. So, this is uh, this is Chase. Um, now, a, a thing, like, I would I, I would say there's no direct connection to this, but I, you can make the argument that there is um, a... Um, you can make the argument that there is a pattern, right? Um, this is something that has been happening in the U.S., Right. Uh, this is something that we've been covering on Simply Sessions for quite a while now. Right. Which is the current administration's attempt to isolate the industry from the traditional financial system. And I think this chase move um, is just another, you know, troubling uh, sign that that is what's happening. Right. And again, like this isn't just a crazy Bitcoiner saying this or BTC Sessions or Simply Bitcoin. It's a uh, Caitlin Long had a had a you know had an interview with her and she said it it came directly from her i believe that my bank custodia bank um was denied a federal banking charter and that order came directly from the administration it's her words not mine right that's a very very strong statement and that kind of confirms uh what's been going on right that it like it, it, it it's not a theory anymore right like you know when you have someone who's trying to start a business and that's the conclusion that she's coming to. I think that's a very, very strong statement. Anyways, um, moving on to the other uh, big piece of news this week, which was Gary Gensler had a interview or MIDI or hearing, I think that's what they call it, um, in front of the financial committee. And currently, the uh, the uh, you know the the uh, Republicans are in, in in power. They have that. They have control of the House. And holy cow. Uh, did they rip him a new one? Like it was really, really bad. Um, now again, I hate, uh, I think politics are fundamentally corrupted because if you have a corrupted base layer, I think regardless of who you vote into power, it, it's just, it's the same. It's, it's, it, they don't call it the uniparty. They don't call it. If you don't fix the root cause, the root issue, mm -hmm. um, you're not going to fix the problem. Yeah. Right. Um, but that being said, um, I think that they use this obviously because they're politicians um, as a way to, you know, get votes and get popular support. Right. Like, I, I, I definitely believe that's what they did. But that's not to say they didn't rip him an absolute new one. Um, now, I at this point and I'm not the only one that I've seen said this. I truly believe that the delay of the spot Bitcoin ETF is political. Uh, it, it, I cannot come to another conclusion. So many asset managers, whether it's BlackRock, Franklin Templeton just announced that they, they have $1.5 trillion assets under management. They just announced that they're filing to launch a spot Bitcoin ETF. So there's so much demand, so much pressure, and they just announced that they are going to delay it again. This just came out a couple hours before we started recording. This is Bitcoin Archive. BlackRock spot Bitcoin ETF decision was just delayed by the SEC. And then they make a joke, Gary going to get a phone call. <laughs> um, so let's hear uh, what uh, Tom Emmer, by the way, Tom Emmer has been super pro Bitcoin, also pro crypto, unfortunately. Uh, but he really went ham. So this was the press hearing. This was the press hearing before the hearing hearing. So apparently there's press hearings before hearings. Um, anyways, let's check out what he has to say. Thank you. Uh, I identify with uh, both uh, the conference chair's remarks and Michael Cloud's uh, remark. Big day Congress uh, for more reasons than what uh, we've talked about so far. Today, 
SEC Chair Gary Gensler is going to testify before the House Financial Services Committee. And boy, does he have a lot to answer for. Under Gary Gensler's leadership, I would say failed leadership, the SEC has been an incompetent cop on the beat. Throughout his career, Gensler has been relentlessly loyal to the biggest institutions at the expense of everyday Americans. Today, he's going to face some important questions about that. Gary Gensler has worked to consolidate his own power, even though it means crushing opportunities and, frankly, the financial future of this country. This strategy hasn't been successful for him. As you note, the SEC continues to lose again and again in the courts on its crusade against digital asset innovation. So it should be increasingly obvious that the crypto industry is not an industry rife with noncompliance. Rogue bureaucrats like Gary Gensler are supposed to be working for the people, not reigning over them. I, for one, would like to see the SEC return to its mission and make sure that they protect opportunities for every American who wants to participate in the greatest capital markets in the world. Digital asset innovation is an important part of that. Despite what Gary Gensler thinks, he is not a government of one. He is a bureaucrat who answers to Congress, and I look forward to having him before our committee today. And now I turn it over to our beloved leader, the toughest man in Congress, Steve Scalise. All right, so he went ham. All right, but you would say, like, holy cow, he went ham. Here's the actual question, questioning, where he went more than ham. He ripped Gary Gensler a new one. Let's check it out. Do you believe the vast majority of digital assets meet the investment contract test and are therefore securities operating illegally outside of the U.S. regulatory umbrella? As I've said, many of these assets are basically the public is anticipating Sir, is that a based yes? on the efforts of others. Is the answer then yes? Again, without prejudging anyone, I do think that the significant Reclaiming majority my time. are I'll take it as a yes. Contracts. And to be clear, sir, this has nothing to do with a concern you noted in a speech last year where you said, quote, over the past year, several bank executives have shared their concerns with me about the sheer number of depositors who move money from their bank accounts into crypto-related exchanges and wallets, end quote. Right? The concern that those bank executives raised was that there's... Again, I reclaim my time, sir. Okay, so I just want to pause it right there. You hear what he said, right? That there's bank executives that are concerned that people are withdrawing out. Mm -hmm. Now, on Simply Sessions, we connect the dots. Does this make a lot more sense now? Right? <laughs> does this does this letter from Chase, this email from Chase, saying we're doing it for your safety, make a lot more sense? It wasn't for their safety. It's because they don't like the competition, obviously. Her balance sheet is looking a little slim there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. So let's go back to the reckoning because uh, he just keeps going. No, hurt. I've asked you to answer the questions as short as I can so I can use the time I have, and it's clear that you would like to avoid answering the questions, in my <laughs> opinion. An Obama-appointed judge in the Southern District of New York, a bank-friendly jurisdiction where you bring most of your cases, recently found that decentralized financial technology, quote, not only removes the so-called middlemen from these transactions, but it also allows users to interact through a variety of methods in an easy and efficient manner, end quote. The court also said underwriters, like the ones at banks where you work, sir, are, quote, precisely, precisely the types of individual roles that decentralized exchanges were designed to eliminate, end quote. Mr. Gansler, can you assure this committee that your style of regulation by harassment towards digital asset innovation is to the benefit of every American and not driven by your desires to protect industry incumbents? This is a field that's rife with fraud and manipulation, and I'm, I'm looking out for the American investors who've been hurt by the crypto. Yeah. I'll, I'll reclaim my time. Scammers. Mr. Gensler, despite your years of rhetoric, like today, I'm convinced you are not an impartial regulator. Instead, it's clear that you are working to consolidate your own power, even though it means crushing opportunities for everyday Americans and, frankly, the financial future of this country. Even the federal courts are highlighting the damage you, sir, are doing to our constituents, and they're telling you that you don't have the legal authority to accomplish your goal of squashing competition in the financial markets. Congress has been telling you that, too. 
Now, Mr. Gensler, I believe our great financial system is the definition of freedom in this country. And congressional policies must provide room for the traditional financial system to evolve alongside the disruptive digital asset ecosystem. That said, it cannot be understated that a common theme throughout your career, sir, is your relentless loyalty to the largest financial institutions at the clear expense of innovation, competition, and everyday Americans. I yield back. <laughs> okay. One more thing. All right. <laughs> One more thing. He said that he was doing this for the protection, right? Now, here's the, la the, the, the bottom part of the letter from Chase. Very similar wording. We've made this decision because fraudsters are increasingly using crypto assets to steal large sums of money from people. Declining these payments is one of the ways we're helping keep you and your money safe, right? Very similar wording to what Gary Gensler had to say. Maybe it's just a coincidence. Maybe I'm a crazy Bitcoiner and I'm seeing things. But uh, but anyways, Ben. Uh, Ooh, I don't. I you know I I get uncomfortable watching things <laughs> like like just watching them squirm in the seat. It's uh, oh man, yeah, that was that was a pretty relentless little rant there. Um, I I love that he came in. He's like he probably sat down with his list of questions, and he was like, I'm not gonna let this guy say a fucking word <laughs> just all i want is yes and no's and then i want a rant in between i am angry uh <laughs> <laughs> he was so angry <laughs> he was so angry oh man well uh i mean yeah i mean gary probably had to get home have a drink and take the edge off there holy crap i wouldn't be <laughs> feel limping out of there i i almost feel bad for him I almost feel yeah. bad for him. Um, almost, almost. almost. <laughs> Anyways, um, this was fun, guys. Thank you so much. This was your simply sessions. Thanks, Ben. Yeah. See you. I'll, see you next week, bro. I'll, I'll see you in a, a few days. Here, have a good Soon. one. Man. It's gonna be. It's gonna be retouched. Retouched. Awesome. All, All right, bro. See you in LA. See later, you later bro. Peace. All right, everybody. Uh, a few additional things before we get out of here. Just some. Uh, just some some tech updates for y'all uh, before we get going. And and actually first, I wanted to quickly touch on uh, something that I'm, I'm personally very excited about, a, a little bit of like a personal thing here, but also very exciting for others that were involved in this. Uh, the Human Rights Foundation Bitcoin Development Fund, uh, so that the people that are uh, part of the Oslo Freedom Forum every year, uh, they, they gift, gifted 19 Bitcoin for 15 different Bitcoin projects. Uh, so, around $505,000 worth of Bitcoin uh, to different projects worldwide. Um, and so uh, this quote from the HRF is proud to support a diverse range of projects to make Bitcoin a better global tool for human rights. Since early 2020, we've supported more than 95 projects globally with more than $3.2 million uh, worth of Bitcoin gifts. Um, and you can also submit uh, proposals, by the way, at dev.fund at href.org. So some of the grants, uh, Furzy for his work on Bitcoin Core, um, he got $50,000, uh, 50,000 for Summer of Bitcoin. Uh, there's Summer Fellowship Program. Uh, Gerald for his work on Bitcoin Core. Uh, Vintium, their work on expanding the open source Bitcoin work in Latin America. Uh, G. Deer for his work on Lightning Native Stablecoins. Uh, Kawakibi Foundation uh, for uh, to build a Mina Bitcoin hub. Um, Justin Moeller for his work on Fediment. 
Um, D plus plus who I love. She's such an awesome teacher for her international educational initiatives and work on FOSS projects. Uh, Bitcoin Akasi uh, down in South Africa for their efforts to build a circular economy. Um, and Amidi for her work on Bitcoin mentorship um, and Bitcoin Bytes. And I received a grant from the HRF and uh, I'm very, very grateful for it. Um, so I received $25,000 or am receiving $25,000 in Bitcoin uh, to put towards global education initiatives. Um, I'll just say kind of what I plan on building with that. Um, there's a lot of kind of out of date or like too long explanation videos. And I need um, an education track for various for various kind of pathways that uh, a lot of political dissidents and fundraisers um, that are happening in areas where there are tyrannical governments. And so these people need to have very to the point, simply explained, you know, what is a Bitcoin wallet? How do I properly secure things? How do I do things like multi-sig in case one of us gets picked up? Um, how do I use privacy tools to prevent the government from tracking what we're doing? How do we pay journalists that are in various locations and what do they then do with the Bitcoin when it gets there? Um, how do you uh, set up like a BTC pay server donation page? How do you use lightning? All that kind of stuff. Um, so I'm basically making education tracks around that. I'm also uh, and already have been doing one on one sessions with journalists and political dissidents from around the globe for different initiatives. Um, so I've been doing that kind of behind the scenes. And then I'm also going to be using some of the money to actually get myself to some of these places I may not have already been able to get to so that I can on the ground in person educate people around this stuff. So I'm very humbled, um, kind of flabbergasted that I got it, but I promise I will put it to good use um, and, and hopefully help some people that are in a pinch. So anyways, uh, I do want to give a mention to the, the rest of the grants. Um, uh, La, Libra La Libreria de Satoshi, uh, to make technical education accessible to many Spanish speakers as possible. Uh, TabConf, a technical Bitcoin conference in Atlanta. Um, SatsConf, the largest Bitcoin conference in Brazil. And travel grants to BTC++, a Bitcoin developer conference focused on NICs and software reproducibility in Berlin. Um, so again, a huge congratulations to all of the people that got Bitcoin grants. Um, a huge thank you to the HRF for uh selecting me as a grant recipient and um and also a huge thank you to the hrf uh the oslo freedom forum and actually bitcoin park for the bitcoin global summit that just took place with a whole bunch of political dif dissidents and uh and people that are working to use bitcoin as a tool to uh subvert tyrannical states so very, very excited about it. And yeah, thank you guys. And thank you guys in the chat for, uh, for, uh, the well wishes. Uh, I really do appreciate it. Um, you guys are great, but without further ado, let's chat about some of the other exciting stuff that is, uh, happening here. First of all, the cold card Q1, uh, Rodolfo just dropped a picture of it. It, he said, it's smaller than you think it is actually. And it looks nice. I really actually like the really clear plastic on it. And uh, yeah, I'm very excited for uh, the Q1. So um, they've been doing dropping more teasers and hints and everything. It's looking pretty good. 
uh, yeah, looking forward to getting my hands on one of these. Uh, anyways, uh, moving on, Lightning Network Plus. So I did a tutorial on this a while back. It's a way of doing liquidity circles amongst people, um, creating triangles, squares, and pentagons of of liquidity where you basically loop up and each open a channel to each other. So you have the liquidity all of all of each other's nodes instead of just a single connection, um, which is a great tool. Uh, but they did also just uh, launch Lightning Network plus liquidity pool, which is where you can actually either directly pay for channels or earn liquidity credits by opening channels to other nodes. So basically the way it would work is you would open a channel to somebody um, and you would earn credit by doing that. And then you can use that credit to get uh, get incoming uh, incoming channels from others. And yeah, so they're basically creating a, a, a lightning network um, marketplace. It kind of seems similar, but with, with different uh, quirks and, and features uh, than uh, Amboss Magma. So awesome to see more tools like this being built out. I haven't played with it yet, but I think this is probably another good video I should do. So anyways, that'll, that'll be on the roadmap. Uh, moving on from there, Anchor Watch raises $3 million funding round led by 1031. With this latest inv investment, Anchor Watch will be in position to complete all regulatory and capital requirements. You need to deliver Trident Vault to customers and start selling policies. Uh, so, so Trident Vault, I want to pull it over here. Very interesting. Um, I believe it uses uh, Miniscript to create these insane multi-sig setups where you can have layers uh, of, of kind of if then statements where like, if the following happens, then you require these keys to unlock the money. If after X number of blocks, uh, the money has not moved, then you only require the following key. So you can do all of these crazy intricate things so that you can have like a high, high security. But then if enough time passes and you haven't done any transactions or whatever, then you can have a lower security setting. So, you know, in an instance where keys are lost or something, you have like a degrading multi-sig. So eventually you can access the funds. Uh, super awesome. Really cool. I, you know, I'm interested in playing around with it, but either way, uh, yeah, they're, they're shipping. So congrats to anchor watch. Um, and, uh, and looking forward to seeing Trident vault, uh, moving on. You can port all of your data from Twitter slash X over to Nostra now. Uh, so you broke up with your ex. It wasn't treating you well. Maybe it was shadow banning. You or your friends. It was manipulating you into becoming your worst possible self. But over the years, you accrued a bunch of quality shit posts and perhaps some nuggets of wisdom. Introducing Exit.Pub, the last bridge you'll need to port over your data into the new world of decentralized freedom tech. Uh, so basically, you can download your entire Twitter archive and then port it to Nostr. And all of the timestamps and all of your tweets and everything will show up in Nostr with the correct timing of like, oh, you know, I had Twitter in 2010 and I said something, it'll actually say that's when it was from. Uh, so yeah, kind of cool. I don't know if I would bother porting mine over though. I kind of like the clean slate that that I've started with on Nostra. Either way, uh, awesome tool for those that that want that. Uh, moving on, SimpleX chat. So I just did a tutorial on SimpleX chat uh, a little while ago, it's an encrypted messenger, which you can also host relays for on your Start9 server. And I believe it will be on other node implementations and options as well. You can also just run 
the the software itself on your phone and then use their relays as well. Um, but yeah, you can self-host and there's no user IDs. So you can't explicitly link messages to individual people and it's only accessible to people on either end of that relay. Uh, either way, super cool. Anyways, they've got some updates. They now have a desktop app, which is super awesome. They've got a directory service and other group improvements, uh, encrypted local files and media with forward secrecy and simplified incognito mode. So yeah, super awesome there. Check it out. And then Albi, um, they have added on-chain swaps, some bug fixes and UI improvements. The big one is uh, the on-chain swap. So it's possible to do on-chain swaps and send payments to on-chain addresses using DZ.io directly uh, from within the extension. So that means that, you know, I pull down my, my, uh, my Albi here, I send from a lightning address into a regular address and it will auto swap from there into an on-chain wallet, which is super awesome. So Really cool to see that as well. Uh, another thing I dropped earlier this week, uh, actually this morning, uh, it's all blending together, guys. Anyways, uh, I did a new tutorial on something called Coin Miles. Basically, it's a way to passively stack sats. Uh, so it's uh, you, you if if you have if you're not currently on a Bitcoin standard and you still are earning and spending filthy fiat, then here you go. Basically, an app you can use a regular credit card with it, and every purchase that you do earns you sats back. And the whole point of it is if you're not currently doing something like that already, then you're potentially leaving hundreds uh, of dollars worth of Bitcoin on the table every single year. I did the math like just for my just for my groceries by doing it and conservatively estimating what I'm spending on groceries every month with a family of four. I'm probably leaving around 200 bucks a year worth of sats just there by not using it. Um, but if I extrapolate that out to, you know, travel and, and, uh, you know, various other like gas and, and all these other things that I regularly purchase, it's probably close to a thousand bucks of Bitcoin per year that I'll be able to stack back. And also little tip, I did it in the video, but if you're using another sats back like visa card, so here in Canada, they've got shake pay. And so you can load that up with funds from a bank account with dollars and then you earn sats back for using the card. But if you load that card into coin miles to purchase the gift cards or shop online, then you're earning double sats back. So like the shake pay card gets you 1%. And then for instance, like my, my groceries, I was getting one and a half percent, but it's actually ends up being two and a half percent with both rewards. So Anyways, uh, check it out. It may be worthwhile. I believe it's in Canada, the US, and a couple other countries right now with more on the roadmap. So peek in and see if you have access. Worth checking out, in my opinion. Uh, and then also, tomorrow, why are we bullish? Stack show. Very excited for this one. Uh, Anita Posh. She's super awesome. Uh, Lynn Alden returning to the show. And Steve Lupica, who I've never had on, but uh, uh, also awesome awesome dude and very excited to have them all so be sure to tune in that is tomorrow at 6 p.m eastern time should be a good time very excited for it uh and then finally coming up uh this is what me and nico were talking about we're heading down to pacific bitcoin uh i will get into la on tuesday evening uh the event is happening um i think me and nico are going to do a live show maybe on wednesday uh from 
there somewhere, uh, which will be a lot of fun. But then uh, the main event is Thursday and Friday, October 5th and 6th. If you don't have tickets already, head to PacificBitcoin.com. You can use code SESSIONS and get 21% off your tickets. Uh, but if you are so inclined, be sure to come and visit uh, my workshop. I'm doing two workshops on the Saturday, the 7th. Uh, so I've got a couple of them. Uh, I'll get rid of my screen here so I can just... Uh, just chat. Uh, but anyways, I've got two, uh, two sessions coming up. So the way it's going to work and there's, you can scan that if you want to get directly to where tickets are, but basically I've got a morning session that is first, you're going to learn how to use nunchuck wallet. Second, you're going to learn how to set up a tap signer. Uh, and then third, you're going to learn how to use multiple tap signers to do a multi-sig wallet in nunchuck, which is uh, super awesome and actually uh, pretty slick once you get into it. And we're going to try a whole bunch of other awesome things in that workshop. And then the second workshop in the afternoon is the cold card deep dive. It is a four hour deep dive. You will walk out of that place being an expert, basically full set up your cold card, learn how to air gap it with Sparrow wallet on your desktop, uh, learn how to wipe the device and restore your seed phrase. Um, and then we're going to dive into some of the advanced features as well. So that's what's going on there. I'm very excited about it. It should be a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, I encourage you guys to come on down. Anyways, guys, uh, I'm going to wrap it up there. Thank you guys so much for being here. As always, uh, smash that like button. It's just down below. Um, and doing so really does help the show. So, so smash it. Smash it now. And of course, like and subscribe. Uh, and other than that, you can hit up the previously mentioned sponsors in the show notes, or you can hit up my website, btcsessions.ca, for private one-on-one -on -one sessions. With that, I am out. Have yourselves a wonderful day or evening, wherever you may be. I'll see you guys next time for your Simply Session. Huddle the Bitcoin.